Centuries before there were computers, there were passwords. A guard standing half-frozen outside the gate of a walled city would ask an approaching traveller for a password. In the military, this is known as a countersign. If the traveller responded with the right word, they were probably friendly and were allowed in. And during Prohibition in the 1920s, patrons entering speakeasies, illegal bars, had to quietly utter a password so that nearby law enforcement couldn't hear them. Hence the term speakeasy. Passwords have been with us for a long time, but since we've started using them with computers, life has become a bit complicated. Now we have different passwords for everything. Email, work, Facebook, LinkedIn, you name it. So many passwords. People aren't machines, so remembering all those passwords doesn't come easily. So we do what people do. We forget them, write them down, or change them every time we use them. And that's bad, because passwords stop other people pretending to be us. They keep thieves out of our bank accounts, fraudsters out of our email accounts, and competitors away from our secrets. They're necessary, but we get them so, so wrong. Hi there, I'm David G, and this is the My Cyber Program podcast. Our show today is an introduction to passwords, why you need to manage them well, what we all do wrong, and some tips to do it right. So why do we have passwords anyway? It's because a password proves who we are, and who we are tells a computer what we're allowed to do. A business owner or a manager may have a very different need to access sensitive information than an apprentice would. The ultimate goal of information security is to have control over your information. If you spread that control too far, then other people can use it in ways that you no longer have a say in. In any good organisation, that's not good. Some information has to stay confidential, like personnel records, financial information, medical information, and even the Colonel's 11 secret herbs and spices. Sometimes your business relies on your competitors not knowing how you run your business. So, we use passwords to protect sensitive information. Now, I'm not even going to discuss not having a password on something that you want to protect. It's the same as leaving your house or car unlocked and then complaining you've been burgled. Just don't do it. Your computer, your phone, everything should be protected in some way. But the problem is that people are people. Passwords are a hassle and we all have to remember too many. So we do some things to make life easier. The first thing we do is to use really simple passwords. Password123 isn't just a myth in the security industry. People use really short passwords, obvious passwords like family and pet names, and birthdays. I've put a link to an article in the show notes that lists the top 100 worst passwords, with the number one being 123456. If that's your password to anything, pause the podcast and come back when you've changed it. Seriously, we're not talking right now. Criminals are really good at guessing passwords. That's because they have computers that can guess millions of them a second. There are lots of techniques, but the rule is that simple passwords can be guessed in minutes to hours under the right circumstances. Your simple, easy-to-remember password is probably pretty easy to guess. We've always been told that longer and more complicated passwords are harder to guess, and they can be. But who can remember 14 random letters, numbers and symbols? Not me. Because we can't remember long and complex passwords, 
The second thing we do is write them on post-it notes and scraps of paper, leaving them on our desk or sticking them onto the computer or under the keyboard. I went to an office once and someone showed me a scrap of paper on the notice board with passwords on it. Someone walking through your workplace can stumble across information like this pretty easily. And once they have it, they can use it. Lastly, because remembering one password is hard, let alone 20 or 30, people use the same password for everything, over and over again. They come up with something they can remember and use it everywhere. This seems like a good idea until someone steals your password and suddenly has access to everything. A few years ago, the social media company LinkedIn had a data breach that allowed someone to steal 164 million subscribers' passwords, which have since been used in scams targeted at LinkedIn users. I know someone whose LinkedIn password was sent in a scam email back to them trying to extort money from them, which is a bit scary. What is even scarier is that the same password protected their email. They were all changed very, very quickly. All of these things make remembering a password easier, but they also make it more likely that someone will break into your email account or some other system that you'd prefer they didn't. Most people underestimate the risk of getting this wrong, but I've seen people's email accounts used to send emails advertising Viagra and spreading viruses. It's embarrassing and can be damaging to your business. Okay, enough of beating everyone up. How do we get this right in a way that keeps us sane? The first thing to do is to start using passphrases. Instead of password123 or 123456, think of a song title or lyrics or a poem you like or some other phrase that you know you'll remember. Then put capital letters in places that make sense to you. Lastly, add a number somewhere in the middle. For example, if you're a Charles Dickens fan, you might choose It Was the Best of Times with some capitals and a number somewhere. If you're an ACDC fan, you could try I'm on a highway to hell. If you're a Nicki Minaj fan, you might be on your own. The point is that using a past phrase that you'll remember will be easier than making up something that looks complicated but doesn't really do the job. Now you have a really great password, there's still one more thing you need to do. Passphrases make guessing hard, but what if a crim manages to steal your password? Yes, it happens. In fact, there's a lot of it happening. Imagine that someone sends you an email saying that they have an invoice for you to pay. You click the link and the next page asks you for your password to view it. That web page could be fake and it's a trap that records your password when you type it in. Now, a criminal somewhere has your really hard to guess password. How do you stop them from getting into your email account? The answer is a simple trick with a complicated name. Multi-factor authentication, or MFA for short. I'll break it down. Multi means more than one. Factor is something that identifies you, and authentication proving it's really you. The idea is to use more than one thing to prove who you are. When you open a bank account, you have to provide more than one form of ID, like a driver's license and a passport. MFA works the same way. Your password is a good start, but if someone on the other side of the world steals it, they can still pretend to be you. So a lot of websites allow you to use something else as well. Quite often, a site like Facebook may send a number, like 432076, as a message to your phone, and you type it into the website. This is MFA. 
Even if an attacker knows your password, they probably can't read a message on your phone. That means that they can't log in. You'll find quite a lot of websites now offer MFA in their security settings. It's an extra step, but it's a huge boost to your security. There's another method which uses an app, which I might do as a video later on. It's very visual and doesn't rely on receiving messages each time. Okay, where are we? We know that people make bad passwords because they're convenient, and they write them down because they can't remember them. We also know that passphrases are better because they're easier to remember and much harder to guess. And now we know that MFA, multi-factor authentication, lets you use your phone to help prove who you are. The last piece of advice has nothing to do with technology. I once heard a great piece of advice from somebody that says, you should treat passwords like underwear, change them often, and never share them. It's a really good idea to change your password every now and then. Put a calendar entry in your phone to remind you every three months to change your most important passwords. Just in case someone else has been using it, this will stop them. And never share passwords. As soon as you tell someone else your password, you've lost control of it and can no longer trust it. You might never know what they do when you're not looking. And if they do something damaging or illegal, you're the first suspect. In a future episode, I'll talk about password managers, a great way to simplify how you choose, store, and use passwords for everything you have access to. In the meantime, if anything I've said makes you feel that you need to change the way you manage passwords for your business, go and get started. The sooner you get this under control, the sooner you'll be one step closer to being well protected. I'll put some links to some useful resources, as well as some examples of good passwords in the show notes. Be sure to have a look. I'm David G, and you've been listening to the My Cyber Program podcast. You can subscribe to us on all of the major podcasting apps, as well as Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. It's up to you, whatever works for your busy routine. But please do subscribe. Join me for our next episode when we'll discuss ransomware a very indiscriminate and damaging threat to many small businesses. I'll tell you how it works and some of the strategies to beat it. All opinions are my own and independent. We don't accept paid advertising or sponsorship. My Cyber Program is published by Noisy Media in Sydney, Australia. Bye for now.